Welcome to Bad Gamers Anonymous, a podcast for bad gamers that's made by bad gamers. We cover the latest in gaming news, game reviews, upcoming releases, and a look at retro titles that made gaming what it is today. Here are your hosts, Bad Gamer Bishop, Bad Gamer Crowley, and Bad Gamer Garrick. Remember, get good scrubs. Yes, that's right. Get good scrubs. I am your host, Mr. Crowley, Mr. Bad Gamer Crowley. Uh, welcome to uh, this August show of Bad Gamers Anonymous, where we can help you not suck. Or maybe we can't. God only knows. Uh, this week I am joined by uh, one of my co-hosts, uh, Bad Gamer Garrick. Hello. No, hello to you, sir. Well, okay. Uh, Bishop is on hiatus this week or this I month. he died. He's, he's not dead. Oh. He has several, several lives. I don't know where <laughs> he gets them, but he has them. He he will be back next month, we are hoping. Keep your fingers crossed. Uh, but uh, yeah, so this, this month you get to, uh, to listen to myself, the dulcet tones of Bad Gamer Crowley and Garrick. Uh, make sure you follow us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash Bad Gamers Anonymous, all one word. You can follow us on Twitter at uh, at bad gamers anon or follow me at bad gamer crowley you can follow bishop at bad gamer bishop and garrick you can find him at, at garrick dr you can also follow garrick on twitch that's twitch.tv forward slash garrick dr that's g-a-r-r-i-c-k-d-r that's me uh you can also listen to us on itunes uh and on soundcloud uh so uh just uh you can search for us on itunes you can search for us on soundcloud just bad gamers anonymous uh make sure you rate follow subscribe let us know what you think of the show let us know what you think of me let, let us know what you think of bishop since he's not here and let us Garrick. know what you think of garrick right like how do you just not uh not be here for the show. He's got stuff Falling going on, on right? He really is. Uh, he's got stuff going on and uh, hopefully he gets uh, everything sorted out and all works out for him and he'll be back. Uh, so this month we're going to cover a game of the month. Uh, Injustice two. Yes, we are late to the party. We know it and we don't care. That's how much nope. I really, that, that's how much I enjoyed this game. I really did. It's a good game. Really was. Then we're going to talk about gaming for the modern man. What it means, who games, why they game. Uh, what do they game on? Uh, what constitutes a gamer? And how do they find the time to game? We might also talk about Battlefront 2 a little bit. Uh, we'll also have Crowley's Corner and Garrick's Gregarious Games, so that's something to look forward to. And uh, we'll also have Get Your Wallet Ready. That's right. Uh, we'll cover uh, some of the games that are coming up next month that you need to just uh, take, you know, tell them to shut up and take your money. Uh, so, uh, as I said at uh, the top of the show, which was just about uh, 30 seconds ago, the game of the month this month is Injustice not Tekken 7? Not Tekken 7. Good God, they're already on 7? Yeah. I'm they just came out like a month ago, too. We're super late on that one, too. I am so old. I remember when... Yeah. Dude, I remember when Tekken first came out. How innovative it was. How awesome it was. I used to love Tekken. So you're like 80? Uh, I am... <laughs> I, I, I am less than half that. Oh, that's sad to think about... I have fewer games ahead or fewer gaming days ahead of me than I have behind me. Uh, let's depressing. talk. It is depressing. Let's talk about Injustice 2, though. Uh, look, the first thing I want to say about Injustice 2, and Garrett, correct me if I'm wrong, since I'll be honest, I didn't play the first Injustice because, meh. And uh, just fighting game in general, meh. Like, they haven't changed since I used to be a god at Mortal Kombat. God at Mortal Kombat, you say? Yeah, a god at the original Mortal Kombat. 
And I was a god only with Sub Zero. I lost with everybody else. I couldn't. Play. I did Scorpion. Uppercuts all the way. Ah, get over here. <laughs> uh, but the gameplay for Injustice 2, I mean, I'm going to be honest. If I haven't played uh, a fighting game since, since, let's just pretend Mortal Kombat 2. I mean, I've probably played Ouch. other fighting games since like since then but none that really come to mind i probably played a tekken 3 maybe a tekken 4 maybe some sort of street fighter i don't know there have been a ton of them but the move set the gameplay it's pretty standard wouldn't you say like the fighting mechanics the controls for the game they're familiar it's the same old same old for injustice 2 yeah or just fighting games in general. Yeah, Injustice 2, I mean, it's made by NetherRealm, NetherRealm Studios, the guys that made Mortal Kombat, so it definitely feels the exact same. And Mortal Kombat exactly hasn't re, uh, redone themselves over the years too many times, so that's still the same. Right. No, I completely agree. So I, it's just it's, it's the, a combination of moves on the directional pad or the analog stick and, and uh, one of, you know, four or five coordinating but uh you know buttons and it's yep. but it's not a button masher you can't really constitute or can you ha, ha, have game fighting games evolved to the point now where the moves are all the same and so it's basically i mean it's muscle memory like i was remembering all of these 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 button combos from from games like uh like mortal Kombat, mortal Kombat 2 and 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 those types of fighting games that have been around forever so is it yeah just, i mean it is it a button if you have a, a franchise like Mortal Kombat that has 10 of them in their series, plus Mortal Kombat VDC, plus Injustice and Justice 2, they've done 13 fighting games. And there's only so many variations you can make before people are like, no, wait, this isn't what I remember from Sub-Zero and this version. Why are you changing everything up? Like, why? So, yeah, when people get used to a certain moveset. Why change it? Right. Well, and that's what I'm saying. I just think it's it, it's become more of a button masher than in, in, anything else. Uh, but Injustice, uh, in in fairness, I went back and I looked at Injustice to prepare for Injustice Two and 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 the show, even though I didn't play it. They they brought back some 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 things uh, that for me, I mean, were new. Like this whole you can punch your opponent into a different stage. Yes. So like the stage change, like for me that I was like, oh, wow, this is pretty innovative. But this was on the first Injustice that came out, what, four years ago. Yep. So for for fans of the Injustice series, this this was nothing new. So, yeah, but it still looks cool and you still get new stages and new ways to go through. So I don't know. It's I like seeing more of the same. It was a cool thing. And I'm glad that they kept it in rather than, you know, take it out or change it. Yeah, no, and then they brought back the gambling system. Now, this is something that, again, I haven't seen in any other uh, fighting game, but, again, I haven't played a whole lot of fighting games uh, in my old age. I have gravitated, if you will, to the sports games and the RPGs and the MMORPGs. Uh, this this gambling system where you can lock up with your opponent, for lack of a better term, and then bet your your special ability bar. And it's, you know, do you want to bet all of it? Do you want to bet a, a, a quarter of it, two, uh, you know, half of it or, or, or three quarters of it? Uh, I, 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 for, to me, that was innovative, but it got old quick. It's definitely innovative. Um, I could have done without it in Injustice 2. It, yeah. was, it was cool in Injustice 1, but I don't think it, it deserved coming back. 
it wasn't something that the fighting fans really loved. No. And they changed the name of it from the first one to the second one. And I forget what they called it in the first one. I don't know. Honest, I yeah. forget what they called it in the second one because it's forgettable. When it happens, it's it's basically I don't care because I would rather use my full bar for the special move uh, than a burn move is what they call it, where you can use some of your special bar that you have uh, to to do a, uh, a move or you can. Uh, you know, gamble it away. And both of those things to me is a waste of the bar is a waste of, of what you've done to, to, to get to that point in the game. And, and I, to be honest, I'd rather see the cool little uh, animation that they've got when you do your special move. For example, uh, we'll just, we'll just say Supergirl. Uh, when Supergirl does hers, she flies you into outer space uh, around the sun, hurls you into an asteroid and then heat visions you back to earth. It looks really cool. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, all the supers are amazing looking. I gotta say, my favorite is actually probably the least uh, impressive looking. Is actually Sub Zero's. I just downloaded him and was playing through him. His is just a series of just key moves from all the Mortal Kombat franchises. He's so he's throwing that's, ice shards. He's got the ice hammer out. That's kind of freezes cool. you, etc. That's kind of cool. Like, I think, like, here's the one thing we didn't do, and we probably should have done this month, is you and I sh- should have fought online. We I, definitely yeah. should have had some kind of tournament. Yeah. Maybe we'll do that this month. Uh, yeah, I think maybe we will, and we'll talk about it next month. We'll sit, we'll, we'll uh, talk about who who Ooh. won, because I, I, obviously I'm going to lose. because I'm I, going to button mash, so. <laughs> uh, like, I just want to, just some of the really cool ones that I liked, Supergirls, obviously, was probably one of my favorites. Batman's the first time I saw Batman's was pretty pretty neat where he he basically tackles you and then calls the uh, uh, the Batwing Batwing yeah yeah to come pick you up flies to the end of the sky and then shoots you back down uh, that was pretty cool uh, I also liked uh, Green Lanterns where he you know uh, basically wills a big giant green robot and smashes you into the ground and then shoots you like I like those were those were really cool. Uh, and then, uh, I also like Superman's where he throws you, uh, punches you into the air, like way into the air and then flies after you and punches you two more times and then punches you back down there. I got to say flashes is probably the funniest. Yes. Agreed. He, he just punches you and throws you back in time and throws you all the place. He throws you against a T-Rex and then he throws you back to the Sphinx into yourself before he takes you back in time. Yep. He, oh he knocks God, you so into good. the Sphinx. So you knock the nose off the Sphinx in Egypt yep. and then to the T-Rex and then into yourself. Like that's, yeah, that's, that's pretty neat. Uh, look, I'm a huge comic book nerd. So, uh, if you followed any of the podcasts that I've done in the past, you'll know that, uh, you, you'll know that I, that I really get into this kind of stuff and I really wanted to buy this game when it first came out, but there were other games that were coming out at the time that I was more into, uh, and, and, uh, I had a lot of going on when this first came out, so I, I didn't get a chance, but I'm really glad I picked this up. Uh, uh the characters though, like some of the characters, uh, are completely forgettable and I wonder why they're in the game. And I get that some characters were killed off. Uh, but for example, in the first injustice, spoiler alert, Joker dies. Like that's the whole plot line to this whole thing is Superman kills the Joker in an alternate universe, 
not the prime universe, if you wanted to call it that, but in an alternate universe, and sets into motion uh, things where basically Superman becomes emperor of the of the world. Uh, but the Joker's dead. But the Joker, you can play as the Joker in this one. But for example, Cheetah is a completely forgettable character. Scarecrow is a completely forgettable character. Uh, I kind of like what they did with Gorilla Grodd, but again, that's I, I, I like the Flash TV show. I like the DC TV universe. Uh, so I, I enjoyed that. Uh, I, I liked the Cyborg, the thought of Cyborg. I didn't really care for Cyborg, this iteration of Cyborg. Let's put it that way. I, I liked him just because he looks exactly um, like the upcoming cyborg in the Injustice League movie. Yeah, and we'll talk about we'll talk about that here in a minute. Uh, uh, Welcome to Movies Podcast. Yeah, where I, we should probably do a Movies Podcast. That would be <laughs> so much fun. Uh, I I just like just some of them were completely forgettable. Like I'm not even remember like Captain Cold. Like again from the Flash the and the Arrow universe. Uh, I really, I really liked. Uh, I, I was really hoping we'd get more out. We didn't get a lot out of him. Uh, yeah. And it was, to be honest, it was the villains. I think that were uh, pretty forgettable. Brainiac was was great. Brainiac is just the best use of a villain that I've seen in a video game. Uh, Absolutely. So far, uh, the storyline is amazing. We'll get into that in a second. But I would just my favorite characters to play with. I have two. And the two, and, and it's not that I would want to play with them. It's that I'm really good with their with their move sets, and how they move and how they they go together. So if you know anything about comics, you're gonna be like, oh well, yeah, I can see that. Uh, Green Arrow and Black Canary, like those two are my favorite. My my favorites to fight with. Green Arrow is definitely a blast to play. All his different arrow combinations he can do. Um, I haven't actually played with Black Canary though. Oh, Black Canary is so much fun, and she's hot. You get to look at her butt. Well, yeah, that's true. Right. My, I would say my two favorite that I've been playing is uh, the DLC character Sub Zero, and Dark Side, who was a pre-order bonus. Yeah. See, I wish I I would have pre-ordered and gotten Dark Side, uh, because get the season pass. Yeah, I could, but again, that's spending money on a game, and we'll talk about that. Like, is the DLC worth it? Uh, is a season pass worth it? Because, you know, for games like Final Fantasy XV, like, I think the season pass was definitely worth it with all the episodes are coming out with, all the stuff that they're, they're, they're doing, and we can maybe talk about that a little bit later, but I just don't know if, for a fighting game, it's worth it. Because all you're basically getting is uh, different movesets on a different person. Like, I just don't know. Anyway, we'll talk about that. Uh, but I, I do want to talk about this. St- I, I, I want to go into the story real quick because the story is absolutely amazing. And you kind of, you kind of hit on something I wanted to talk about. So before we get into the story, the story is so good that I honestly think that the DC movie universe needs to be written by the, the, the people who wrote injustice and injustice too. Yeah. Honestly, anybody can pick up the DC movie universe and do a better job than whoever they got right now. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Uh, I don't know who those monkeys are. Uh, but, the Grodd. Yeah, Zach, Zach Snyder needs to needs to go away. And yeah. hopefully Josh, uh, Josh Whedon can, can save it. Uh, we'll, we'll see with the justice league when that comes out, but, uh, the story picks up a few years after injustice, basically Superman is imprisoned. Um, wonder woman and uh, black Adam are in hiding with Supergirl, who, uh, they, they followed the, the, the Supergirl story where she shows up, uh, years later where she was supposed to be, uh, Kal-El's protector. She ends up being, 
um, being there uh, after he becomes Superman. And, and uh, so that I, I like that story. I like I like how they integrated that uh, Wonder Woman, uh, Superman, uh, Black Adam are, uh, are, are all the bad guys. Um, like the bad guys that you wouldn't think would be bad guys. Like they want to kill, they, they, they want to kill, uh, the villains and Batman and green lantern who is re- redeemed from, uh, cause he was on Superman's side in the first one. Like, it's just a great overall story. I don't want to go. I don't, I don't want this to all be about just delving into the story, but the story is so good. It's absolutely so good. And basically it all boils down to Supergirl has a choice to make. Does she side with with Batman uh, and do what they do in Earth Prime where the Justice League is all together and they don't kill? That's like their one rule. They don't kill. Or does she side with Superman who says that it's time for a change and Lois is dead because of the Joker and Metropolis was destroyed because of the Joker and now uh, need to rule with an iron fist. So that's just that that that's it boils down to that. And in a certain point from a certain point of view, Supergirl could be seen as a protagonist. Could you, would you agree with that? Definitely agree with that. Like you don't feel that way until like the last mission, but once you get introduced to um, Supergirl actually getting involved in, in the goings on uh, it starts to feel like it's, it is definitely from her perspective. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which brings up, I think, something that gets talked about some in in video game circles and maybe not uh, as much as other circles. But uh, women as protagonists in, in games, in video games uh, and movies and things like that. Like, I don't have a problem with that. And I know that some people do. For example, uh, there's a new movie out, Charlize Theron uh, as the uh, Atomic Blonde. Like, I want to see that movie. She's like the... I've heard it's amazing. Right? Like, she looks like uh, a female James Bond, which makes yep. sense to me. So instead of having a female, like, writing a new James Bond story where James Bond is a female and it's Jane Bond, like, I would rather see Atomic Blonde. Like, keep James Bond, James Bond. He's always been James Bond. There's no reason for him to be Jane Bond. Just doesn't make sense. You're shoehorning in a woman where it doesn't... You don't need to shoehorn in a woman like that's just now, lazy writing. Just give me more things like Atomic Blonde. What I would like to see is a kind of father daughter story of James Bond and his daughter, Jane Bond. That would be fun. That See, I would be OK with that. Now, father daughter action adventure. Then you could have your own spinoff. There you go. Sure. Maybe. But again, you're kind of shoehorning it in where it doesn't where it doesn't need to be like. Like if you wanted to go the route where James Bond has has had so much unprotected sex with so many uh, women around the world, and, and that uh, you know he's he's probably fathered several daughters at this point, and one of the daughters uh, becomes a, a a spy. Sure, I, I'd like fine. You want to do that storyline? Great. But do we need a Jane Bond spinoff? No, just give me more atomic blondes. Like that's, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. It's Supergirl has her own history. She has her own lore. She has her own comic books. Like I'm okay with this. I'm okay with Supergirl being the protagonist. I was okay with Aloy being the protagonist in horizon zero dawn. She's a badass protagonist, right? Like I'm okay with that kind of stuff. I'm okay with Metroid being a chick. 
Like, I don't, like, those things don't bother me because that's just the lore and everything. Just don't shoot. That'd be like somebody saying, well, Metroid needs to be a dude now. Why? I mean, getting into, like, story-based games, you have Life is Strange featuring Max in the upcoming, uh, actually, this coming month, um, Before the Storm is coming out featuring Chloe. You have... I haven't played I haven't played uh, Life is Strange. Uh, I have heard very good things about it. Uh, it's something that I thought about picking up, but I, I just haven't, I haven't played it. So I have zero clue what you're referring to. But let me ask you this. So do you think that video games or even just pop culture as a whole uh, or, or pop media, if you will, is the right forum to push an agenda? I don't know if it's the right or the wrong form, but I think it is a form. Um, I think video game developers are going to put their their politics into video games, whether we want them to or not. Um, whether they have a message to send or not, they have a story to tell. Right. And but as a gamer, I, do you want to, when you sit down to, to, to play a game or you sit down to watch a movie or you sit down to do anything, that's outside the realm of politics and agendas and and that kind of stuff that you're in and that we're all inundated with every day through the the news, through social media, through whatever. Like, don't you just want to turn your brain off and just be like, I just want to play a game. There's no reason for to push an agenda. And to be honest, I think games like Injustice 2 games like zero horizon or horizon zero dawn they all did a good job of not pushing an agenda like when i watch supergirl like the first 10 minutes is is uh, an agenda that's getting pushed on me that i don't care about and i just tune out and then i start watching the rest of the show one so i think when they are like trying to just push it in your face is like no this is bad 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 and the entire point of it is that yeah, I don't want to see that in a game. But I think the best stories in video games are the ones that are kind of in the gray moral area. Like, I like this one in Justice, where you are choosing between Batman, you know, Justice, you know, not killing people, and Superman, like, putting into the evil for good. Like, we have the power to, why not? Games like Rainbow Six Vegas 2 made you really think about war and what it means and who really is the bad guy. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't disagree. And I think even uh, to go outside the realm of video games for just a second, uh, Rogue One did a good job of portraying what war really is and how what you know how it affects individuals, uh, especially those participating in the war, uh, in, in a really good way. I think it did it. I, I like it if something's thought-provoking, like you said. Like if it, if it meshes with the story, if it weaves in and out, and it doesn't tell you what to think, but it makes you want to think. That I'm yes. okay with. Absolutely. But, but when but when you change Doctor Who into a woman just to change Doctor Who into a woman, does that make you think? Or is that pushing an agenda? I want to see where they take it. Okay. We have yet to see. Sure. No. I'm I'm all for that. Seeing where it goes and where they take it, and what they do with it, absolutely. But again, why couldn't you just write a different story with a woman as a protagonist? They and, they did. They did a couple of them actually. Okay, well then there you go. There was then there was zero reason to make Doctor Who a woman. That's all I'm well, saying. They I, I, weren't I, successful. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I suppose that's probably true. 
Uh, but from a, you know, uh, I, I like those, I, I like new and inventive stories. I don't like it when, when writers are lazy and they just want to push an agenda by changing something that has been around forever and, 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 you know, shoehorning it in it like, look, they wanted to make Green Lantern gay. So instead of making Hal Jordan gay, they came up with a brand new Green Lantern that was gay. I'm okay with that. Thank you for not making Hal Jordan gay. Like, <laughs> like, do you understand yeah, He's already been in, in so many relationships that we. Right. So it wouldn't make sense then to reboot him as a homosexual because it just. Exactly. Right. And that's all I'm saying. Like, I kind of get the Doctor Who thing because it's, it's. I mean, they don't really explain. Right. Exactly. Like, the whole regeneration thing. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Doctor, but he takes on a completely different personality. So what's to say that one Doctor Who maybe has his sexuality changed. Absolutely. So he, a gay Doctor Who or his gender. Maybe Lady Doctor Who still digs the ladies. Right. Well, and here's the thing. If that's a thing, are they just catering then to the guy? Like, I don't want to turn this into a Doctor Who show because I don't give two drops. <laughs> Welcome to the Doctor Who podcast. <laughs> right. I don't care about Doctor Who at all. But I'm just saying, it would be like making Supergirl gay. Like, there's no why. Just, I mean, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, no, I'm all right with that. I do like the Power Girl outfit that you can... Oh, God, yes, it looks so good. <laughs> right? Like, here's, the th- here's the other thing that I want to talk about real quick. We talk about pushing agendas. Like, Horizon Zero Dawn did a really good job of not giving any... <laughs> like, not making her- it overtly sexual. So Some of the best armor in video games. Right. Like, it looked like armor. It wasn't like short skirts and showing the boobs. Like, there wasn't any of that. It looked like armor. And it like and I even complained about it because I was like, look, if I'm playing a chick, I want to look at her butt while I'm walking. But I mean, but yeah. with, but with Injustice 2, like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm, it's not as bad as some I, Japanese games where, you know, the boob, right, where the boobs are jiggling and you see. But like some of these, some of these outfits are pretty revealing. Like that. I mean, uh, <laughs> they are superheroes, and and yeah, typically their outfits are spandex or leotards and right. and tights. So, I mean, that's you're just you're dressing up in lingerie and going out and beating up bad guys, and that's kind of kinky. <laughs> right, and I'm not saying that I'm not okay with that, because to be honest, I'm perfectly okay with that, and I'd like to see more <laughs> of that in video games. But I just I like come at some point, <laughs> like if you want to complain about something, complain about that. Like, now that said. <laughs> Can we talk about the multiverse mode? Oh, dude, I love the multiverse mode. Like, this gives longevity to games like this. So the only reason I'm not a big fighter fan at all, like, I really, I'll play them, I'll play through the story, but I never stay with them because the only other mode is playing against other people or playing against people online. Um, This gives longevity, yes, because it is single player, it's challenging fights, you can pick your own difficulties, and it's very rewarding. Oh, absolutely. Uh, speaking of rewards, there's mother boxes in the game, which is, you know, dark side is, is basically pulling the strings. Like you have to read between the lines in this universe. It's dark side pulling the strings, but, uh, man, that multiverse mode. You're right. The reason I wanted to segue into this is because in the multiverse, you get these mother boxes and and they're loot boxes. You get random gear. You have this almost Diablo style RNG, where you're getting different levels, different power-ups on different looking cosmetic gear, and you can deck out your characters. And you can go into online mode, 
still use those and it doesn't alter their stats but in the single player mode it does alter your stats so you can even make them more powerful like an rpg right and you can make your power girl and your um black canaries to be like armored out and like badass looking yep absolutely uh, as you get bits and pieces and you're putting it on and you can even go in if you like a certain, like, let's say you like how a level seven looks, uh, compared to a level 15 piece of armor, you can go in and make the level 15 look like a level seven, like look, you can, so you can mix and match and make your character yep. look exactly how you want them to look and keep the stats from the higher piece of gear, which I, it's just great. They did a lot of things like that that just give games like this such longevity. Uh, and let's talk about the DLC real quick. I haven't, yeah. I haven't done it. Is it, worth, is it worth the money for the season pass? I think Injustice 2 did a bad thing, um, which a lot of other fighter games don't do. They allow you to buy the characters individually or via the season pass. For um, normally, they'll have, like in, I think, Tekken's case, they have fighter packs. So it's like 20 bucks a pack, and it'll come with three characters. Whereas this one, like, you you want Darkseid, for instance. He's like, I think he's six bucks. So you can just, just buy him. People in fighting games will find the character that they dig, and they will only play that character. Sub-Zero. <laughs> exactly. Like that's what that's what everybody does. You find your one person that you can you know the move set or you have a couple move. Like the thing with Sub-Zero back in the day was you just froze the ground repeatedly and they'd fall down. Like, I mean, you kind of still do that and also make frozen copies of yourself and just throw it at them. Best right? ever. I like during the multi uh multiverse uh mode uh where when you're going through this progression of bad guys that you're you're beating, there are Things during matches that you can do that will earn you loot boxes. So mm -hmm. yeah, I, I like that as too. Let's real quick. Let's rate it. I say buy it. The story is great. Gameplay is extremely familiar for those that that uh, played fighting games in the past. If you haven't played a fighting game in a long time, because you know, man, they're all the same. It, sure, this is kind of the same, but it has a lot of different aspects to it. The story is absolutely great. Don't don't just jump into online mode. Play through the story. It's awesome. What's I absolutely say buy it. It has pedigree. It is from an established fighting game studio. You know it's good. It's got longevity for single players. Like I said, I'm not a fighting fan, and I love this game. And it will actually keep me coming back for more because of the multiverse modes. So if you haven't gotten into fighters before, or if you've just dabbled a little bit, this is definitely a game to get to get you into it. And if you are a big fighting fan... It's from Mortal Kombat, guys. What's not to like? Right? Yeah, absolutely. Pick this game up. Absolutely love it. So let's kind of transition a little bit here because, you know, during this month, it's been pretty challenging for me to find time to play Injustice 2, which is probably why we haven't played online together. Uh, yeah. I, I, I did get through the story. I have leveled a couple of characters up um and, and got them uh some decent gear. I have a couple of 20 piece, you know, uh, gear that's level 20 that, I just can't put on yet because I'm not anywhere near level 20. So let's talk about gaming for the modern man. Like who is it that's, that's gaming? Like who is the modern man? Who, who are these modern gamers? You know, and, and you found a really good site when we were talking about this during uh, uh, the pre-production meeting a couple weeks ago, that gives some really good statistics <clears throat> that, that are current 2017 uh, of who's playing. And the average age of gamers right now is 35. 
which makes me feel this is according to crystal lofgren um writing for big fish games on a blog yeah uh which makes me feel pretty good because i'm 41 so i'm i'm right in there i you know i'm not that much older than the average age of gamers i am 26 years old so i am definitely below that average threshold right so uh the average age of game of game purchasers though goes up by three years 38 and Uh, i think this comes into the fact that parents more often than not are buying the games for their kids that's probably that's probably true um uh households that own a device used for playing video games 65 percent 65 percent every three people that is amazing like I come from a time where not everybody had an Atari, uh, and even when Atari was hot, not everybody had one. And then when Atari went away, nobody had one. Uh, there were a few people who had like Commodore sixty fours that could play some games, uh, but those weren't really gaming devices. You couldn't really, you know, there was ColecoVision, but there wasn't a lot. Like that's where I come from. That's the that's the age that I grew up in. And now for me to look at this and see that two out of every three households have uh, a device that's used for playing video games is absolutely astounding to me. Uh, and and households that own a device. Only for playing video games is almost 50%. It's 48%. Like, that's who's gaming right now. Like, that's now, this just... is an interesting statistic. So, I mean, do you count, like, your Xbox One, for instance? Um, you can also do it for Netflix and Hulu and watching movies and stuff. Well, you can do that So, on is the, the PS- first statistic PS4. saying that we do it as a, as a media device? And is the second statistic saying that we don't do it as a media device? This is just... Well, I think it also probably throws computers in there. A lot of households own computers, but not every household that owns a computer plays video games. So if you were asked on this survey, hey, do you own a computer to play video games? Well, no. You know, Or do you own a device for playing video games? If you own a computer, but you don't play video games on it, you're going to say, no, I don't own a device to play video games. Very true. Very true. So, uh, and the average number of years gamers have been playing is 13. That makes me feel old because I've been playing since I was like six. So... <laughs> That's that's 35 years for those of you that can't do math. <clears throat> Ugh. So that that's who's gaming. That's that that's the modern gamer. Uh, but why do they game? It's interesting to me. I, I was reading something just the other day. Uh, most people play video games uh, as a social outlet, according to this this same uh, website that we're looking at, the same uh, blogger. But I also read something that video games can reduce stress. So and for me. I've always used video games as a stress reducer. You, you know, uh, you come home from a long day at work, eight to twelve hours at work. Uh, you know, high stress in 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 retail management, uh, dealing with with um, people who have reached their level of stupidity. Uh, they can they can reach no higher, and you come home and you just want to decompress. And I think that's probably true for most people in most industries. Uh, after a long day of work, you just want to come home and decompress, and everybody has a different I, way of doing that. And for me, it was always video games. Yeah, and I, I think uh, most people are doing some kind of um, video games as a stress reliever. Um, but, I mean, you have different outlets as well. Some people watch movies. Some people have their TV shows they watch. Some people read books. Uh, but I think the majority of people nowadays some are people playing games. Some people touch themselves. That's how they. That's how they. Uh, it's a great stress reliever. It really is. 
Uh, uh, people multitask. Right. So, and people play on different, all kinds of different devices. It's not just uh, your your Xboxes. It's not just your consoles. It's not just your computers. Smartphones have now become a video gaming device. Uh, your tablet, video gaming device. Uh, your handheld systems, like your Nintendo Switches, because um, that's all that is, is a glorified handheld system. Like, that's, that's what they're playing on. So, you know, it, it, there's different ways to do it. And you can play throughout the day now. You can jump on and play like a Clash of Clans or a Final Fantasy 15 uh, mobile game, a Star Trek game. Like There's, there's just all Star Wars games. Um, there's even a DC game uh, that you can play uh, online. And, and, and uh, there's just different ways. So always connected people play. Uh, as a social outlet to play with other gamers, MMORPGs, even some of these mobile games. You're you're in guilds, you're in clans, you're in groups of people that you can chat with throughout the day. You're not always on, but when you're on, there's usually somebody to talk to, you, you know, and so it's a social outlet for people. That's why, like, MMORPGs for me, it's all about social. Like, I enjoy the interaction with the individuals that I play with. So, you know, I, that that's why I play... Friends via an MMO and right. talking. Absolutely, like we talked about that on your your, your first show, uh, the last show, was was how how we kind of reconnected, how we first met, how we reconnected through the same MMORPG. So it's uh, it's very social, and um, you know, people are playing with their friends, are playing with their family, they're playing with, but they're also meeting other people that that they may not that they may not uh, know. Um, we'll talk about what they gain on what, let's talk about what constitutes a gamer. If you, let me ask you this. Let me, let me, let me pose this question. Bad gamer, Derek. Are you a gamer? If the only game you play is on a mobile game, but you are on like on a mobile device, right? So let's just, let's just throw a game out there. Clash of clans. Okay. Let's say that's the only game you play, but not only do you play it religiously, but you spend a ton of money on it. Let's say upwards of 60 to $120 a month. Are you a gamer? Does that I, make you a gamer? I don't know. At that point, I think you just might be addicted. Yeah, I don't know if that constitutes a gamer. I don't know. Like, you you may be obsessed with that mobile game, but does mobile gaming make you a gamer? I, I would say no. And I, I would agree with you. I think... Defining someone as a gamer is more of a personal thing. If you feel like a gamer, then you are a gamer. Oh. If, if you actually are, are only playing one game no. and that's your stress relief, but no. you don't play anything else and you don't think of yourself as a gamer, are you? Well, yeah, absolutely. Let's like say if you only play a sports game, uh, but you know you play that sports game with your friends, you play that... You, you, you play Madden every year. You buy the new Madden. You, you play that. You get in a league. You create a league. But that's the only game you or play. Are you a gamer? Maybe you are just a really big football fan and you like football. You're not a gamer, but you are just a, big a football fan. Maybe you're just a bad gamer. Well, there you go. Hey, welcome to us. I'm just saying, I don't think you can self-identify as a gamer if you play Clash of Clans. I don't. That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. Yeah, but if you are a competitive person in the Clash of Clans scene, like, are you not a gamer? Is are you not then an uh, MLG gamer? Oh, 
good. I don't think if you only play a mobile game, I don't think you can consider, even consider yourself a bad gamer. I, I think, professionally and for money. Wait, wait. Who plays Clash of Clans professionally and for money? There who, are tournaments. Who does these? I don't Moms. even care. I don't even care. <laughs> You're not a gamer. I don't care. I don't care if there's an esports league for your stupid Clash of Clans. You're not a gamer. Ugh. You're a gamer if you have a dedicated console, if you have a dedicated system, if you if you have a, a, a PlayStation, if you if you keep up on uh, the latest generation of consoles, if you are constantly upgrading your computer or buying a new one uh, in order to play the newest and latest and greatest games, if you are up to date on the newest technologies like VR, and I'm not saying you have to rush out and spend, you know, four or five hundred dollars uh, like I did. Uh, when the VR comes out, uh, that you, but you know about it. You are aware of it. You are aware now, of what's coming I'm going to disagree with you there. I don't think that constitutes you as a gamer. That constitutes you as being hardcore. No. No, because I, I, I think you're a gamer if you have a, 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 a current generation console or up-to-date no. computer. Absolutely. To play, to play the games that you want to play. Even if it's like, just one game, but having a smartphone, everybody has a smartphone. Your grandmother has a smartphone. She's not a gamer. My, I think she does. You're not a gamer. Just saying. Pretty sure she just has a landline. <laughs> Somebody needs to tell your grandmother that it's the 21st century. Uh, she'll be dead soon. It's okay. Uh, oh, that's sad. Now you've made me sad for the rest of the show, but she's still not a gamer. Like, I don't care. Like my mom has a cell phone. She's got a smartphone. She is not a gamer. She plays. Does she play games on it? She plays words with friends. Well, she's social gaming. That is not. You are not a gamer. Sure, she's social gaming, but that doesn't make her a gamer. Is she playing a game? That's she's gaming. That it is in. What is the definition of one who games? Oh, oh, I hate when people want to split hairs. You can't. Uh, it's black or white. I'm, you're I'm e you're really e just messing with you at this point. You're either a gamer. You know, I know you are, but I'm just saying. You can't self-identify as a gamer and just play on your smartphone. <laughs> like, look, if you have financial constraints and you are relegated to uh, an Xbox 360 or a PlayStation 3 or, or a Macintosh, but you still... <laughs> Macintosh. Look, dude, I'm just saying... Like Mackie Joe, who used to be a producer on this show, Mackie Joe, he, that's all he had was a Macintosh. Like he couldn't play with, you know, he couldn't have a friends list on Steam, but at least he could still have Steam. Like, I'm just saying, for example, uh, Joa from the Cantina cast has a Macintosh. He plays Final Fantasy uh, 14. I didn't know you could play that game on a Macintosh. Absolutely. He, he does. Uh, and, you know. For some gamers, it's not about the frame rate. It's not about how cool the graphics are. It's about the enjoyment you get out of a game. And I'm all right with that. If the, that if if that's what you want to do, but you're still trying. Playing Words with Friends and Clash of Clans, no matter how much money you pour into it or how many tournaments you go to or how often you jerk your, your partner off while you're sitting there. But didn't you just say it's about how dedicated they are? But that's dedicated to a game on a smartphone that doesn't constitute gaming. You have to have... Dedicated to what? A oh, game. You, I hate it when you turn my words against me. You're not a gamer if you're playing on a smartphone only. Let's talk about how, 
how do these people find time to game? <laughs> on a smartphone, you can game all the time, right? Like if this you're is great. Old, you get like 5, 10, 15 minutes to yourself. You can go game for a minute, right? Like that's great. That's where we're at with technology. If you have a Nintendo Switch and you haven't wiped your butt with it so far, like you can take it with you. You can find time to game when you're out and about. But for most of us who didn't waste money on Nintendo Switch, uh, and have you know a dedicated console or two and a and a and a PC that's gigantic that you're not going to lug around everywhere. You don't you can't game so all not the time. anymore. You used to back yeah, in the day. Yeah, yeah, I would back, take my PC with me for land gaming. Yeah, but now with the interwebs, there's no reason to do that. So how do you find time to game between a job? Uh, if you have a family, if you have uh, you know uh, bowling league, if you've got, like. I, if you're a soccer mom, like how do you find the time to game? And that's so what, I think it. Well, no, it go really ahead. comes down to. No, I'm sorry, I let finish. No, go ahead, please. <laughs> what does it, <laughs> I think come it down just to? Comes down to like what your dedication is and what your priorities are. So obviously, okay. if you have a job, your job is going to be number one. Sure. If you have a family. When you get home from your job, um, they're going to be number two. Which sounds weird to say, but I mean, honestly, you got to work to take care of your fam. Absolutely. Um, and then after that come like your hobbies. So I mean, family includes kids as well as you take care of your kids and you help them out. But in spare time, when you don't have to worry about your your wife or husband or significant other or any kids you have or any other responsibilities you have, what is your hobby? Is your hobby playing games? Is your hobby building models? Is your hobby reading books? Um, I think no matter who you are, regardless gaming or books or movies or whatever, whatever your hobby is. Whatever your free time is, that's your free time to play games. Yeah, no, I make Yeah, no, I don't disagree. You kind of have to make the time and you have to find the time in between things. And it can it, it can be very difficult, especially when you have children, especially young children. Um, you know, when they're, you know, that need your attention all the time, you're keeping a tiny human alive. Uh it's it's uh it's challenging to say the least. And I, I know that since we have uh had our daughter uh, that uh, my game time has decreased significantly, but not nearly as much as my wife's. Because when my wife gets home from work, what she want to do right away? She wants to spend time with her daughter. She wants to hold her and feed her and love her and call her George. Squeeze her. And you can do that while they're strapped to your chest and you have a controller in your hands. That's yeah, fine. she's tried that because she, like, I think I've said before on the show, she plays Final Fantasy fourteen with me, or at least she used to. Uh, she has she's tried and the dust. She's she's just not having any of it. Nope. Uh, she uh, screams at the top of her lungs when you're when she's in that thing. Which I don't blame her. If I was attached to somebody's chest with some sort of harness, I'd scream too. Unless I'd be if, happy, right? Well, unless that person is Katy Perry, and then I would uh, yeah, girl, right on her chest. Uh, you know, let's uh, real quick. Let's let's just talk about Battlefront Two. Because we're going to talk. I thought you were going to say, let's just talk about Katy Perry. We could talk about her boobs all day long. Uh, let's talk about Battlefront 2 real quick. Uh, I, I watched, there was a vignette that came out. If you follow us on Facebook, you saw me post it uh, on our Facebook page. There was a behind the scenes of Battlefront 2 that came out at, um, I don't know, something, probably E3. 
Uh, maybe it was Comic-Con. Who knows? It came out uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, and I really enjoyed it. I did know that. So the protagonist is a woman, which I have no problem with. They're creating a brand new story in the Star Wars universe, just like they did with Rogue One. I have no problem with women as protagonists. It looks dope. But it does look dope. She, the, the woman who, who is voicing this is uh, is was uh, so on the now canceled Fox show Sleepy Hollow. Uh, she was the, she was the new girl that took over after the old girl decided to leave the show cause she was bored with it or for whatever reason. So I like being a fan of sleepy hollow. Uh, I was, uh, I was pleasantly surprised to see her voicing that and she was very excited about it and, and just the vignette itself had all the actors. There's some very big name actors, um, that you would probably, and when I say big name, I don't mean like, you know, big name, like, you know, Steven Seagal, Steve, right. They were like actors you'd be like, I know that guy from something. <laughs> I know that chick from something. I know Big them names. from somewhere that did they they were in that show that I liked or they were in that movie. Uh, so I'm very excited, very much looking forward to it. Uh, when we talk about Battlefront 2, when we preview it or review it, uh, we'll, we'll have Joe from the Cantina cast on. Uh, and I think that's going to be a pretty big show. To be honest, I think that's uh, that's going to be the show to listen to because we're all very excited about it. And look, I hate getting ganked by 12 year olds, but the average age of gamers is 35. So I'm probably not getting ganked by a 12 year old. I just hate getting ganked. 12 year olds um, are just the vocal ones ganking. you, uh, Right. And they just they, they swear like sailors and use words that you just can't use. Anymore. Good Lord. Where did they find these words? I don't know. Uh, you know what? Let's let's uh, let's move on to Crowley's Corner. Hey, you looking for a date, big boy? When when a sports game has run its course, is it worth getting the next generation? Like Madden, the new Madden's getting ready to come out this next month. Is it worth it? I mean, like we know that usually there's a way to to carry your progress over if you're in a if you've you know have like with a created a character and you have a career. Like there's usually ways that you can you can move that over. But is what changes from year to year really that important? when they could do a roster update and pretty much like that's all they need to do. Like, is it worth it getting a sports game? Shouldn't these, shouldn't these developers give players the option who don't want to spend another 60 bucks for basically the same game because year after year, there's not a whole lot of difference. Now every five years, every three years. Yeah. There's probably a little bit of a difference. But do you have to buy the new game every year? No, it doesn't make any sense. For what? More animations? Like nobody just it doesn't make sense to me. I think developers should keep supporting a game for more than just until the next game releases. Like do you not agree or do you disagree? So any kind of annualized franchise, I generally don't like, with the one exception being Call of Duty. Just because they are three different developers working on those. But you look at the Assassin's Creed games, uh, you look at the the Madden FIFAs, the EA, and that 2K puts out. Um, yeah, it's not worth it to get these sports games year over year. Like, they'll go on sale eventually. So, yeah, you can pick them up on sale. But... Right, but the roster updates kind of stop. Once the new game comes out, like they may go through half the season and then they're like, yeah, if you don't yeah. have the new one, we're sorry about you. You're done. Yep. I, I just, I find that, um, 
I just don't like that. I, I, I don't think it's worth it. That said, I don't play sports games, but I know people who go out and they buy the new Madden every year, religiously, day one. You know what? I think Game of the Month next month's the new Madden game. Now you got to go pick it up and play it with me. So that was Crowley's Corner. Tell us what you think. Do you like sports games? Do you like picking up the new iteration of every sports title ever, every year? Or do you hate it? Do you think developers should maybe wait a year or two and just support the game that they put out for a year or two until the new one comes out and not every friggin' year? Uh, let us know. Uh, Garrick, it's time for Garrick's Gregarious Games. Hey, my name's Garrick, and I like games. First up, Splatoon 2 on the Nintendo Switch. This is Crowley's favorite game. He's been talking about it nonstop. But honestly, I don't see why. It's more of the same. It's a great game, don't get me wrong. Some new weapons in there, some new maps. They added Salmon Run mode, which is basically a survival mission kind of wave structure, which is probably the best part of this game. I think um, for those, I, I yes. think I'm gonna have to um, outlaw any more Switch games being talked about <laughs> in this show. I just think, I just think that it is a glorified PS Vita uh, that is absolutely useless. The games are crap. Uh, they have the exact same graphics as the Wii U. There's no reason for you to buy it. There's no reason for us to review it. Besides that, the Amiibos for Splatoon 2 are a little difficult to find right now, and they do add some pretty kicking costumes. Um, next up on the list, Fortnite. I have been playing this game almost religiously lately. You were on Twitch. Like every you were single on day. Twitch earlier today playing this. Yeah. Like this game... I don't even know how to describe it. So it's it's a third-person shooter. I uh, think if Team Fortress 2 made, like, a, a zombie team shooter. But it's got Minecraft elements where you're going around and gathering materials mixed with base building, and then you have tower defense. You can craft traps, and you find schematics. You get different variety of guns. There are a ton of different variety of guns. Like, there's eight or nine different types of pistols alone. Um... This game is absolutely amazing. Right now, it's in early access. You can pick up a copy digitally for 40 bucks, 60 bucks at retail. It is an online-only game, but really what will keep you coming back to this is the loot boxes. Just like Injustice 2, this is, I mean, kind of the new fad in games right now is RNG-style loot that you get that feels rewarding, and every time you open one up, you feel great. Best part about that, the loot boxes in this one are pinatas. They are... <laughs> llama pinatas and they talk to you now now what 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 can you play this on just uh it's available on ps4 xbox one and pc so pick your console oh there you go all right (laughs) nice now that said it will eventually be free to play so if you're willing to wait about six months or so next spring it will be free but these guys have done an amazing job. The campaign is huge. I think I've dumped, dumped somewhere around 40, 50 hours into the game already. It's only been out for a week. Um, and it's got a huge campaign. So I think it's worth it. Or you can wait if you want to be cheap. <laughs> Next on my list, uh, this game is actually coming out here in a week. But it is an open beta right now on PS4 and PC. Lawbreakers. From Cliff Blazinski, the new game from my boy Cliffy B. It's basically Quake meets Overwatch. Like, it's it's the old school Doom Quake, super fast arena shooter, 
but it's got that team hero mechanic. This role does this type of thing. There are different abilities. Um, you don't level up, so it's not a, a Dota or League of Legends or Paragon-like game. Uh, it is all about skill, and it is fun. I'm not usually a first-person shooter fan, especially not with the team hero shooter genre, but this game is just fast-paced and old-school like Quake was, and it just brings me back to my childhood. Again, loot boxes, purely cosmetic, but they look dope. And dope. that's uh, that's all I have right now. Dope loot boxes are just the best. Loot boxes are great. Uh, so that's uh, that that's Garrick's Gregarious Games. You know, I miss working at uh, GameStop just because I always knew what was the new hotness before. No, you don't. You're right. I don't. I don't miss it at <laughs> all. Uh, I just missed the video game aspect of it. Uh, let's talk about uh, get your wallet ready for next month. That's that's right. Shut up and take my money. There are a ton of games that are coming out next month. Ton of them. Uh, Is that a yawn? No. What did it sound mm-hmm. like? A yawn? A little bit. So. <laughs> Get your wallet ready. There are definitely a slew of games for everyone. First on the list, I'm going to take over. I love this game. It will be out as of you listening to this podcast. Patapon Remastered comes out August 1st. That's a Tuesday. For only $14.99. This game is old PSP Classic Remastered for the PS4. Everybody should pick it up. You have no excuse. Yeah, I'm not going to pick it up. My excuse is I don't care. You should, but I don't. Cute little rhythm game. They go pat to pat to pat to bone, pat to bone. Next one up, Sonic Mania on the Nintendo Switch, coming out uh, August fifteenth uh, on all platforms. Nineteen ninety nine. Old school Sonic gameplay. Uh, if you own a Switch, shoot yourself in the head, uh, and then go out and buy this stupid game for twenty dollars. If you like Sonic, ugh. There's like a whole subculture of people who have some kind of weird Sonic fetish. It's a good, well, okay, besides that, it's a good game. I thought you were going to say it's a good fetish. I was, <laughs> for a moment, I was confused as to where you were going with this. I It took me a second to realize you said fetish. No, I mean, the, to those people, you know, each their own, whatever. But uh, no, this is, like, anyone who grew up with the Genesis uh, or who loved Sonic, like, sure, this is going back to its roots. Right, but $20 to play a Sonic game that you could bust out on your old Sega Genesis and sit collecting dust in the attic? Yeah, but it's a new Sonic game. I don't care. I don't If it's the old Sonic gameplay, I don't care. Well, that's been the main critique on the new Sonic games is that they don't feel like Sonic anymore. So, here you go. They listened. Yeah, but I didn't play the new Sonic games either because I didn't care. It's Sonic. Like, look, exactly. Sonic was great when, not Sonic. when I first got a Sega Genesis back in the day. Like, I was I was a teenager. I got the Sega Genesis. Sonic was the game. That was the new hotness. He was the new Mario. Not anymore. Sorry, Sonic. Hang it up. And for everybody who likes the furry Sonic fetish, just go away. Place. Yeah, that's weird. weird. Anyways, next we got Lawbreakers coming out on PS4 and PC uh, on August eighth, twenty nine ninety nine. Uh, Madden eighteen, August twenty fifth. All platforms, sixty dollars. The Goat Edition. That's greatest of all time. Not an actual goat for you non sports fans. I don't even. I wish it was. I don't know. You know what? You'd probably pick it up if it was. Yeah, uh, probably would for those Sonic <laughs> fetish peeps. That comes out August 22nd for $80. Uh, 
Uh, I haven't picked up a Madden in a while. Like it's probably been Madden 15 that I that I think it was the last time I played. I might pick this one up. I so the biggest might. change is going to be the story mode they add. It's almost a Telltale style, like choose your own answer kind of watching well, a movie. And we talked about MLB 17 a little bit uh, in some shows a while back. If you want to go back and listen to those uh, and their story mode, I wasn't like it was better than anything we've had in the past. Cause like, this was the first kind of like, Hey, here's a story mode, like have fun. I'm hoping that if that's the case that they've really done a better job than MLB 17 did. Cause like you can, you can do different positions on MLB 17. It's the same stupid story over and over and over with the same stupid choices and the same stupid results. Like, don't get me wrong. I really enjoyed playing uh, MLB, the show 17. Like I liked it, but um, I would have liked more variety and like in, in the in in the in the story mode so i'm hoping so, madden gives us that from what i understand you're going to be disappointed perfect i like being disappointed at games i want to play which there happens more often than not next we got hellblade sinwa's sacrifice this is from the team that brought you heavenly blade that was a little old school we just got a new trailer check it out it looks pretty good coming on ps4 and pc for only 29.99 kind of a dark souls style uh, hack and slash action game yeah see i'm always wary of games that don't cost 60 dollars. always i just damn eh, i don't know why. i think they're just trying to prove from what i remember from uh developer interviews they really want to give you a triple a game experience without it costing like a triple A game. Sure. Uh, if they're going to give me a triple A game, I, I will play the, or pay the triple A price. Speaking of triple A crap games, Mario and Rabbids kingdom battle, August 29th, only on the Nintendo switch for $60. Nobody cares. I care. This Nobody is straight cares. up XCOM with a Mario skin yep. published by Ubisoft. What's not yep. to like, you know what I'd rather do anything, anything. <laughs> If you're a fan of tactics games, if you liked XCOM, if you like Ubisoft, if you like Rabbids or Mario, I think this game is worth at least looking at for the few million of you that have a Switch. If you don't have any brain cells and you picked up a Switch, this game is for you. Next. Yep. Next. So Next. Matterfall Ugh. is coming out August 15th. This is a PlayStation 4 exclusive. And it's another one of those games that doesn't cost 60 bucks. Why it's a great game. How do you know? Because Housemark Studio constantly delivers that's great like, games. Wait, wait, wait. That's like saying, now wait, hold on. That's like saying in 1986, the Bears are going to be great because they won the Super Bowl in 85. Now, here's the thing. If the Bears won the last five Super Bowls, I'd probably say they're a great team. Nah, here's they the don't thing. Housemark Studios, their last five games <laughs> have all been amazing. Yeah. that the You know what? That even makes that Look. The more you drive a car, the more uh, uh, the, the higher the odds are you're going to get an accident. So the more of the games they make, the, the higher the odds that the next one's going to be a piece of crap. And for 20 what? bucks, it makes me think it's good. And it's a, sli- it's a side-scrolling platforming shooter. Contra, anybody? D- been there, done that, 1990. Yeah. So this is Contra, Bullet Hell. It's, yeah, it's it's going to be Contra yeah, no, to its best possible. Yeah, no thanks. 
They don't give me something different. Now you're look. Basically, this is member side scrollers. Member? Uh, uh-uh. no, not buying it. Not for twenty bucks. You couldn't. You couldn't. I wouldn't play that if it was free to play. I don't like side-scrolling platforming shooters. There's a reason side-scrolling platforming shooters went away. Because they were side-scrolling they platforming shooters. They never went shooters. away. Oh, they should have. I haven't played one in years. You also <laughs> haven't played Madden in years. That's so. a good point. Speaking of things I haven't played in years, Uncharted Lost Legacy. I was 22nd on the PS4 for $40. Again, another wor- another game that doesn't have $60 price tag. Because this game was originally supposed to be part of the season pass. As they were developing it, they realized... Nope, this is this is the next Uncharted game. Like it is a huge ten plus hour campaign. It wait, is wait, wait, longer wait. than Stop. Uncharted One. Stop. Ten plus hours. Yes. I am so tired of games not having forty plus hours of gameplay. Hey, look, we gave you ten hours. Suck you it. like RPGs doesn't mean everyone else. Does. You know what? Look, this is going to be an open world, Stupid. complete adventure game Dumb. set like the Tomb Raider games. Dumb. You're going to be able to explore. You have Chloe and Nadine from the Uncharted 4 story. It takes place right after the events of Uncharted 4. Plus, there's a multiplayer mode that you get mm-hmm. that you can play with everyone who already owns Uncharted 4, which is like 12 million people. So, come right, on. Moving on next. I sorry. Yes. I'm just. Yeah, I'm not gonna get excited for uncharted for another uncharted game. That's like getting excited for a. That that's like getting excited for a. Best part: those people who already bought Assassin's this pack for uncharted four yeah. are getting this for free. I don't care. It's like getting it's like getting excited for an Assassin's Creed game. Moving no, it's around. not. It we is. get an uncharted every few years. This is a continuation, uh, yeah. and you should be excited. Uh, but I'm not. Shut up, Crowley. Next, we got <laughs> Agents of Mayhem. Coming August fifteenth. Uh, I don't know what this game is. Yeah. It, it's it's set in the Saints Row universe, but nobody knows what the hell the gameplay is. I thought it was a multiplayer shooter. Apparently not. So you know what? The same people who who play Saints Row and the Saints Row type games are the same people who dress up in Sonic costumes and get turned on. Probably. This is for you then. <laughs> so All right. you got a, it's a team-based shooter where you control the team and you can switch out the team for yourself. It's who cares? Nobody cares. No one does. What's next, Crowley? You know what? Look, everybody's golf August 29th at the PS4. Again, another game that's not $60, it's, But it's going to be a legit game. This is the what, Hot Shots golf game, right. man. Let me tell you what I want. Here's what I want in the golf game. I want Tiger Woods 17. And in You're this, never going to get it. In this game, you beat your wife. You, <laughs> you drive drunk. And you don't make the cut to any big tournament. That's, Grand Theft Auto 6. That's what I want. Tiger Woods, Grand Theft Auto 6, coming to the PS4. Like, <laughs> I would play the crap out of that game. <laughs> that's what you I want what? in a golf game. I would I, too. I miss Tiger Woods games. I, I legitimately, like, back in the day, I used to golf all the time because that's what you did when you were in management. You would go Thanks, golfing. Grandpa. You'd go golfing with shut up. Go golfing with with the the, the all the regional managers and the district people. Like that's what you did. Uh, so I and I used to enjoy the Tiger Woods games. I really did, and I think that if they did a new Tiger Woods game, adding in the beat your wife mode and the drive while under the influence of medication mode would be fantastic. Also, if, PS4. if you threw in a little underage gambling, because he did that, uh, the very first John Deere uh, classic tournament he was in way back in the 90s, because uh, I lived in the Quad Cities at the time. Uh, so he he, he he got caught underage gambling and they just kind of let it go because he was tight woods and he was going to be the new hotness. If they threw that in there. 
I would pay seventy dollars for that. If that's like so for DLC everyone content. else who is disappointed that they don't get Tiger Woods seventeen, pick up everybody's <laughs> golf, a fantastic PlayStation Four exclusive coming August twenty ninth. You know what? If they made a Saints Row golf game, that'd be it. I'd be all for it. I mean, it's close enough. <laughs> Life is strange. It's an, it's an the open storm. world golf game. You get to actually drive around in a little cart. You get to go fishing and stuff. Um, or play golf, maybe. Maybe. Uh, last one. Life is strange before the storm. August thirty first. Seventeen bucks. Deluxe edition. Twenty five bucks. Get some bonus episodes. Uh, we've already talked about how much I wanted to play the Life is Strange and how much you enjoy it. So I think we're. I think that's it. Is that it? Did we? That get is it. Because I'll tell you what, there were too many Switch games in that list, and I don't like it. I don't like there was it one, one bit. Don't care. That's one too many. Uh, that's the show. Uh, we hope that you uh, had a great July. We hope you have a great August in gaming. Let us know what you want us to talk about. If there's a game you want us to review, if there's uh, a gaming issue that you would like us to uh, address, we would be more than happy to do it. Uh, we're not always politically correct here. Uh, in fact, more than likely, we're usually politically wrong. Uh, but that's the show. Uh, again, follow us on Facebook, www.facebook.com forward slash Bad Gamers Anonymous. Follow us on Twitter at Bad Gamers Anon. Follow myself at Bad Gamers Crowley. Follow Bishop at Bad Gamer Bishop or follow Garrick at, at Garrick DR. Or you can see him on Twitch where he'll be playing Fortnite. Uh, you can't, you can't, so much Fortnite. Because you can't play a Switch game yet on Twitch. Uh, Twitch.tv forward slash Garrick DR. That's the show for uh, an absentee bishop for Garrick. I am Bad Gamer Crowley, and we will see you next month.